off the benches back. Damn. It's hot up in here today. Shit. Oh, man. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Uh. <sighs> man. Uh. It's me again. <laughs> uh. Shit. Man, it's been a minute. Uh. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm still sad that the Warriors lost. <laughs> it's been about four months. It's been since May. Y'all ain't seen me since May. And I'm sorry. But I have my reasons. As a matter of fact. Matter of fact, here. Here's my reason. So I guess I have the Nuggets and the Heat in the NBA Finals. And I am going to be truthful with you guys. I said at the beginning of this that I don't want to see that shit. All right. Now that we got that over with, I told y'all I didn't want to see that shit. And we ended up seeing that shit. And uh, yeah. We back to finish off the season. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Off the bitch's back. Blow it up. Just blow it up. Never meant mean to hit that button. I really don't. Never do. I really never do. Because uh, we off the bench. We off the bench, OTB back, we gon' do it again. Jerseys and Raptors still high off the win. I'm still shooting from places that I never been off the bench. Cause we off the bench, OTB back, we gon' do it again. Jerseys and Raptors still high off the win. I'm still shooting from places that I never been off the bench. Full press, no joke with Jaron. Locking niggas up like a motherfucking Karen. Lewis, they WJJ be ready. Backdoor pass, got like a machete. Swish, all in the wrist. I just wish Sydney D right off the bench. Welcome to season two. The big three, JJ, Jaron, and Lou off the bench. Yo, what's up? Your boy is back. I'm your dog, D. Lou, and welcome to episode 45. Man, I don't know what to call this. Uh... Plan with thoughts of retirement. Episode 45. Plan with thoughts of retirement. There we go. Ah, man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, about four months. And uh yeah. Basketball never stops though. And that is very evident. Uh with just the things that we have experienced in this offseason. I got a plethora of off-season shenanigans to talk about. We're going to get right into it, man, with NBA champs. Congrats to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we kind of all saw this shit coming, man. Let's be completely honest. We really did. Um, the Nuggets kind of flew under the radar because they're not a, a glitz and glamorous team that you would say, like, the Suns or the Lakers 
or the Celtics who blew a seven, uh, who came all the way back down from one three and didn't close it out, played with their food, shouldn't have lost in the first place. But not a team like the Celtics. They not a team like even the Bucks. I won't say the Bucks are very glamorous. They're kind of like the the nuggets of like the East. You know what I'm saying? Um the Warriors, not very glitz and glamorous are the Nuggets. Uh, but they got big fella Jokic and Jamal Murray and uh MPJ, Aaron Gordon, KCP, uh Bruce Brown was there. Um man, the 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 NBA champs. The NBA champs, no hype behind them in the wide open West. Uh, but clearly they were the best team when it was all said and done. Uh, first round, they defeated the Timberwolves 4-1. Second round, they defeated the Suns 4-2. Uh, Western Conference Finals, they went and swept the Lakers. And then the Heat only got one game off of them, man. Denver averaged about 105 points per game uh, to the Heat's 96 points per game. Uh, they averaged 46 rebounds, killed them on the boards uh, to – the Heat's 38. Um, they average about 25 assists in the, per game. Um, man, finals MVP won by the big fella himself. This mod averaged 30 points a game, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, it made it look so effortless at times. Uh, Jamal Murray himself averaged 24 and 10. Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, MPJ, KCP, Christian Brown. Uh, huge contributors on both ends of the floor. It was a total team effort all around, man, and they looked determined right from the jump, right at the beginning of the playoffs when they played Minnesota. I think Bruce Brown did some type of podcast or interview, and he basically said Minnesota Minnesota was they, their toughest task, uh, and probably because some of the things that they were doing or fighting, they were kind of unexpected. Um, I would say, well, the Suns, they put up a fight, man. D-Book, like, they put up a fight. They were just – Shorthanded all around, so that kind of sucked. But, um, man, the the Nuggets looked determined right from the start and uh, was the most pretty much the most dominant team in the playoffs, man, right from the get-go. Like, it was just they weren't, they weren't fucking around. That's just the truth. That's the truth. Uh, so, congrats to the Nuggets, man. What what can you do uh, with, with a big man in the middle like that? Um, and a team that was just clicking on all cylinders. Will they repeat this year? That is hard to say. We will talk about all the moves that were made. Uh, a little, well, we won't talk about all the moves that were made, to be completely honest with you. Not in this episode at all. Uh, this is more geared towards just offseason shenanigans and things like that have just happened. But a lot of moves happened over the offseason. And teams are, like, just stacked, which is crazy because we thought the CBA would keep them from being stacked. But it's a lot of intricacies within that, too. So, uh, man, it's just crazy. And then we had something I'll talk about a little bit later, which I'm not going to not talk about. Uh, Dame got traded to Milwaukee, which is nuts in itself. Uh, But we'll get into that a little bit later. But. Let's keep talking about the finals for the most part. Uh, Jimmy Butler, man, in the heat, you cannot you cannot um, deny that they are a goaded eighth seed, uh, best eighth seed ever, real talk. Made the finals, which is crazy, 
it's crazy. And and to think that uh that they beat the Bucks 4-1 and we were just like, damn, like, whoa, you know? And then they beat the Knicks, which I think a lot of us were thinking they would beat the Knicks, but the Knicks were on riding a hype train. And so it was kind of like, ah, oh, man, the Knicks, Knicks might go to the Eastern Conference Finals for like the first time in a minute. But the Heat ended up beating them 4-2. And then we thought the Celtics would pull off the ultimate comeback, and they were down 3-0. And they came all the way back to force a game seven and just could not get the job done, man. Uh, I'm not even disappointed in the Celtics because it's like nobody was thinking that y'all was going to do it in the first place. But when you got to game seven, you kind of like, damn, they're going to do this? And <laughs> listen, you can go back. Go back. Go back. Matter of fact, hold up. It's going seven games. I'm going to tell you all that right now. Only because Boston just loved to have seven-game series for some odd-ass reason. That Boston has more. Ah, fuck it. I got the heat. 4-3. 4-3 heat. I'm riding with Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to doubt him. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It just is what it is. But I'm rolling with the heat. And you know why I'm choosing them? It's because y'all have shown me that y'all don't have enough heart or grit, or nothing. Like, sometimes you don't play with no backbone. And it's just, it's the saying. When somebody show you who they are, believe them. I think I've seen enough. I'm going with the heat. Fuck it. Like I said then, it was just something about the Celtics that was just not sitting well with me. And Lord behold, Lord behold, they proved me right. They proved me right. The Celtics won on shit. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, shout out to the Heat, man. Heavily goaded AFC, best AFC ever. That's 100% sure. But the question is, where do the Heat go from here? They lost Gabe Vincent to the Lakers, lost Matt Struess to the Cavs. Uh, not really a significant signings to replace them. They thought they were going to get Dame, but that fell through. Uh, it looks like Portland eventually ended up asking for Jimmy Butler and Bam, or Bam, and it was kind of apparent to the Heat, like, y'all not serious in trading Dame. Y'all don't want to trade Dame to us. And we'll get into that a little bit later, just a little bit later. But it was just very apparent to the Heat that they weren't getting Dame. And now you're faced with a, uh, a difficult scenario, man. I read something earlier this week that said the Heat think they can go to the finals even if they don't get Dame. But they have a depleted team right now, man. And... Gabe Vincent and Max Struess were a pretty big part of this playoff run. And to not be able to replace those two guys uh, because you kind of put all your eggs in one basket when it came to trying to get Dane or thinking you would get Dane, uh, it, it, it it's kind of – it's looking murky, man, because we didn't really think that y'all was going to be – we thought y'all was going to be the AFC. Like, literally. We just didn't think y'all would be – that AFC, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that is in itself, man. We'll see where the heat go from here. Um, we'll see. Uh, who knows where they go? Uh, I don't see how they're able to complete unless uh, these other teams just really fall off the map. And it is very evident that Milwaukee is not falling off the map. Uh, Boston got Porzingis, got rid of Marcus Smart, got Porzingis, weren't able to trade Malcolm Brogdon, kept him. 
he's a little frustrated with that and how they handled his injury. So we'll see where that falls. Uh, Drew Holiday's on the market. He could end up in Boston. Maybe Boston can get rid of Malcolm Brogdon. Some other pieces. Bring Drew in. That would be a huge look for them. It's an upgrade from Marcus Smart, 100%. Uh, I would consider that an upgrade from Malcolm Brogdon, 100%. So if they can swing that, then we'll see. But mm, Philly, James Harden, I'll talk about in a little bit. They're another team that could be a, somewhat a contender somewhere in there, um, vying for the East title. But other than that, like none of those teams are falling off the map. And I don't think any of those teams are really competing with the Heat like that. Uh, I don't think the Heat are competing with any of those teams like that. Jimmy's a, a year older. Bam is still Bam. So, you take that for what it is, America. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, moving on, we'll talk about John Moran's suspension. Uh, this all started with Ja in March having a gun in the strip club on IG Live. Uh, he got a lot of ridicule for it. Uh, that led to an eight-game suspension. Uh, ja went to go seek help in Florida and got some counseling for a couple of days. Uh, we covered that uh, this season. Two months later, he was in a car uh, with a gun on IG Live again. And this time it resulted in a 25-game suspension starting at the upcoming, uh, the beginning of this season. Now, from a league perspective, um, Adam Silver had to do his due diligence, man. And he talked with Ja the first time, okay? And when you sit down with somebody, I think I said this in episode 44, when you sit down with somebody, you have a conversation with them, and you're like, hey, yo, like, we got to understand it. Do we understand? And the person's like, yes. And then they turn around and pretty much do the same shit that they did before. It's like a slap in the face. So you can't just go around slapping niggas in the face. You can't do it. <laughs> you just can't do that. You can't go around slapping niggas in the face. Um, I am someone who is someone else's uh, boss, quote unquote. Let's just boss. I don't like that word, but I am someone else's boss and you can't slap me in the face. That ain't happening. It's going to be some consequences and repercussions. Anybody touch my cornbread, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. Same thing that Adam Silva told John Moran. And that's just what it is. And he, he, he what they say, he fucked around and found out. And, hey, 25-game suspension. So that's going to put, I think that's part of the reason why uh, Marcus Smart is, uh, they were looking, looking for another point guard for sure. Um, guy Marcus Smart. And uh, he's going to be huge for them. They have an anchor on defense on the perimeter in him and an anchor on defense in Jerry Jackson Jr. Uh, and I'll share my thoughts about him later when I talk about the USA team. Uh, so that's a good look for them, somebody to hold it down. <laughs> Memphis has, is notoriously, notoriously known to play better without Ja anyway um, in some spurts last year. So – it may be fine for them. And then from a chemistry team uh, standpoint and a leadership standpoint, Marcus Smart will be huge for them as well. Uh, but transitioning back to Ja, you have to look at it from Adam Silva's perspective of you can't just go around slapping me in the face, especially we, me as men. We as men had a conversation. Uh, you talk about safety issues with the gun in the car. What if the gun went off and he had a Plexico Burris situation? And 
at the, at the end of the day, you know, the league is protecting the future of the league that they see in John Morant. Uh, between him, Luca, people like Trey, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the future of the league. You got to protect that. D-Book, you got to protect Jason Tatum. You got to protect those people. And I think Adam Silver is trying to protect him from himself in conjunction with the fact that, you know, you got to a person that we can, can be considered the face of the league in the future, painting a, the league in a negative light, riding around with guns, um, I'm going to say listening to rap music, but that's not, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Uh, but, you know, it's like, man, like, it, that's tough, man. Because, you know, you look at it from a people perspective and a life perspective, and you like, does this young man need help? Does he need guidance, more guidance in his life, more um, mentors, uh, people to look up to, role models? Um, and then, you know, that's what's going around. And I hear people saying his father failed him and all of that. And uh, as a parent, man, it's like, and I don't have grown kids yet, you know what I'm saying, to have this particular uh, say-so on on the matter when it comes to raising a kid fully and then becoming an adult. But at the end of the day, I know my job as a parent to raise my kids right, and when they're grown, they're going to make their own decisions. And, you know, life is about choices, man. Life is about choices. And when you make choices, there are consequences to those choices. So... From John Moran's standpoint, um, he made a choice, man. He know he know what the consequences were. He had the con- he had the conversation with Adam Silver beforehand, um, before got tapped on the hand, and uh, pretty much got a whooping um, after that. So hopefully he learned his lesson. I've seen a few Nike ads, Nike standing behind him. Um, he had shirts on social media, accountability t shirt t shirts he was wearing when he was in the gym. Uh, so that's big of Nike to be standing behind him. And sometimes, you know, people just need that support when um, they're not being supported and, and are being ridiculed for the mistakes that they make. And hopefully uh, Ja just looks at it as this is a mistake I made and I can bounce back from it. And, you know, life is all about learning from mistakes and just getting better. Um, so Power A pulled their ads. And, and, you know, I think he had one more company that pulled something from him. But, uh like I said, Nike's still behind him, and you know, hopefully, he could just learn from his mistakes. Because, listen, I'm, I'm, if I'm Ja, I'm learning from my mistakes quick. Um, not only from a standpoint of becoming a better man and a better person, and trying to just do better and be, um, live up to the role model that he didn't act at, that he is, and he didn't ask to be for kids. But, you know, kind of when you have that in that light, you kind of just got to hold that responsibility and take it for what it is. Um, but not only for that, but that boy don't lost like eight million dollars. You know, you can't miss out on that, man. That's that's a lot of bread. That's a lot of money. A lot of money to me. God damn it, I can tell you that for sure. A lot of money to me. Um, speaking of money, James Bartholomew Harden. All right, um, James and the Seventy Sixers are at odds to say the least. And it may not even be the 76ers he's at odds with. Uh, More specifically, he's at odds with uh, Big D, Pauls. Daryl Morey, okay? (laughs) James said he was promised by Morley when he opted in this year to his $35 million contract that he would be traded immediately and was lied to 
which is the reason he told the NBA when they concluded their investigation on his comments. Um, and the NBA looked at it as his comments were a form to force a trade, basically, which you can't do. It's in the new CBA. You can't be talking like that. All right. They found him 100K. All right. There's a lot of money to be found in niggas. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that boy, James Harden, had an interview in China, you know, on the China, China World Tour. China World Tour. That's crazy. <laughs> Hell no. China World Tour. On his tour of China, um, he did an interview and he basically said, Daryl Moore is a liar. I will not be playing for him or any organization that he's affiliated with. The league was like, hold up. What you want? Can't be saying that. Trying to force a trade. You basically saying you don't play for the Sixers. And you calling him a liar. Why you calling him a liar? Like, you know, what's going on? So James basically told him, like, look, he told me I'll get traded when I opt in. That ain't the case. Philly, on the other hand, feels like they are more uh they are more closer to they are closer to winning the championship with James than they are without. A lot of scuttlebutt about James going to the 76ers. Uh, not 76ers, the Clippers. Last cut butt about James going to the Clippers. X that out. That's gone. That ain't happening. So James kind of stuck, okay? What James do we get when he shows up to camp? I don't know. I'm hoping James can just bite his tongue, hoop. Maybe next year he'll get some money from it or get a long-term contract to finish out the rest of his career. Joel. Wants James to play, but it's fine without him. 76 has got to make the right moves, okay, to help big big fella because big fella don't – big guys don't last too long. And this is the MVP you're talking about here. You got you to gotta try to get him something, man. You got to try to maneuver, you know what I'm saying, get this man in a championship position, at least have a chance to win the title. Um, this is the story of the 76ers, though, story of the 76ers. A lot of bullshit going on, a lot of stupid mistakes. A lot of that, okay? These are my thoughts on why James was mad. Now, he could have said that Daryl lied to him about being traded when he opted in. I feel like back way when, when he didn't become a free agent, was this a year or two ago, when he didn't become a free agent, I feel like Daryl Morey told him, yo, you do us a solid, you take this little money, take less, we're going to give you a little less, Take a little less on this. What happened is next year or when the time comes, you're about to be a free agent. You know, I got you. I'm going to hold you down. And I feel like him leaving that 12 mil on the table, I feel like he got told that. And I feel like Daryl Morey reneged on that. Whether or not Daryl Morey reneged on that, or the front, uh, or the ownership, uh, ownership reneged on that. Who knows? All I know is James upset. So, not having an assurance, assurance of a new contract, James opted in. Daryl said he'd be traded quick. 
really can't get traded. <laughs> Nobody wants you. And they know the team going to trade you for a deal that they don't want to do at the end of the day. That's just what it is. Dame see that firsthand. He just seen that firsthand. You seen that firsthand. You seen that firsthand with Kawhi. Kawhi wanted to go to XYZ. Uh, the Spurs was like, no, we straight. We're going to pack your ass up to uh, old Canada. Like, yo, like, come on. Like, stop being a fool. Like, this your man, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the end of the day, it ain't his team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he don't own that team. That's just what it is. Uh, James don't have no issue with his teammates. It's just Daryl Morey. So do he end up getting fired? Like, he got Doc fired? Who knows? It's going to be a drama-filled camp for Nick Nurse. Um, to kind of figure out. Uh, one more report that we heard, okay? Um, it seems that James in February, on the way to Philly, was going to play Miami. James was like, I'm going to Miami before y'all because I'm trying to go party. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was frowned upon, okay? And then, apparently... Apparently, James said it was cap, but apparently, Adam Silver invited James to be an all-star replacement. James took too long, and Adam Silver went with, uh, I think that's when he went with Siakam. So it's all interesting stuff, man. James Harden is a character. He's a funny guy. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> He's definitely a funny guy, uh, <laughs> and... Um, I don't know what the future holds for James Harden, man. I really don't. I am more worried about Joel Embiid and where he, how he is affected in all of this. Um, you know, when superstars are not being treated right by ownership, man. Um, I don't know when Joel's next contract is up, when he could be a free agent, uh, when he's eligible for free agency or anything like that, when he's eligible to sign an extension. But you can imagine um, all the BS he done been through in Philly. It's not looking good for him. So, I hope, I hope, I hope, I just hope, man. I hope, I hope, I just hope for big fella's sake that something work out for him. Where, you know, whether it be James and James coming in and just really hooping, buckling down and hooping. Or, um, it's, you know, them getting somebody else. You know, maybe that's Drew Holiday too over there. Who knows? But I doubt Portland doing anything when it comes to James Harden. Anything. And I could only see them wanting Tyrese Maxey in the deal, 100%. So, I don't know if that's happening. Um, but, moving on, man. We're going to talk about the draft a little bit in uh, Summer League. So, um, we only going to talk top five pretty much. Uh, if you missed the draft, uh, Wimby, of course, went number one. He went to the Spurs. Hornets got Brandon Miller. Blazers got uh, Scoot Henderson. Rockets got Amen Thompson. Pistons got Azur Thompson. That'll pretty much round out the top five. Um, very interesting to see where Victor Wimbayama, what he does. Uh, Brandon Miller pretty much stunk up summer league. So um, Scoot looked amazing. And I guess that was very promising for um, the Blazers uh, being able to just transition to the backcourt of Scoot and um, – Anthony Simons, uh, so, you know, you let go of Dame thinking you have a future star in your hands at the number three pick. Um, and then the Thompson twins 
have just been phenomenal on both of their teams. Uh, so I'm very interested. I really am interested in the Thompson Twins uh, more than I probably am. I think the Thompson Twins and Scoot I'm very interested in. Uh, Wimbyama, I'm neither here nor there about him. Haven't seen him play enough. Brandon Miller, I've seen him move before. I'm, I wasn't really impressed. Um, and then just him stinking up Summer League was not um, a good first impression for anybody that doesn't know him. Um, but Scoot looks very um, up to par and – Looks like he's to the task, and the Thompson Twins do too. So we'll see how that goes. Um, as far as a little summer league action, and the Cavs and the Rockets were in the title the title game. Uh, well, the summer league champs were the Cavs it was versus the Rockets in this uh, title game. I think the Cavs won, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe it's the Rockets. I thought I wrote that down. I have no idea. Maybe it's the Rockets. I think it was the Cavs. I'm pretty sure it's the Cavs. It's like repeated or some shit. Um, Cam Whitmore from the Rockets was a summer league MVP. Um, summer league first and second teams. Uh, Keno George from Utah. Uh, Sam Morrell from the Cavs. Orlando Robertson. Um, and then it was Hunter Tyson from the Nuggets. Cam Whitmore from Houston. Second team was uh, Max Christie from L.A. He was tied with a cat last name Moon in the voting. Um, Xavier Moon from the Bulls. I'm sorry. My bad. Xavier Moon from the Bulls. They were both tied, so six people on the second team. Uh, Javon Freeman. Um, oh, no. Javon Freeman. Liberty is from the Bulls. Xavier Moon is from the Clippers. My bad, y'all. Uh, Iman Bates. Little John Morant <laughs> from the Cavs. Jabari Smith Jr. from Houston. You uh, out there dropping 30 on niggas and shit. Um, and Jalen Wilson from the Nets. Uh, a lot of interesting rookies this year to talk about, man. And like I said, the Thompson Twins, Wimby, Scoot, Iman Bates, um, Brandon Miller. Um, you got sophomores, Chet, um, who will technically be eligible to be a rookie of the year. Um, and then Jabari Smith Jr. as a sophomore, Max Christie as well. So a lot of promising young stars that we'll be looking at this coming uh, season. And... Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's league is just in a weird place. It's kind of transitioning. It's transitioning into um, just young, young and athletic, up and down, three point shooting. Uh, so not a lot of uh, just about athleticism, and uh, not a lot of big men left like Jokic and Joel. Um, and if they are, they not like big dudes, you know. Uh, so. It'd be interesting to see, like, what that looks like. Uh, last but not least, man, uh, before we get out of here and go to – before I go to break, uh, actually, nah. This this is better to come back from the break with. So, I'm going to take a break real quick. Be back. All right, all right. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, man, uh, listen. <laughs> This was probably the funniest shit, some of the funniest shit to happen over the summer. Um, the Coochie Captain, uh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> Long story short, man, Zion had a baby with his girl, okay? Uh, I think she IG chick or something. Um, I'm not for sure, so don't quote me on that, all right? Uh, but the Coochie Captain had a baby with her, all right? He posted um, him and his joint. Joints, what we call 
the girl, baby mama, on IG. Okay. Then Moray, I think Moray Mills, she started tweeting. She 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 a little freak of the week. Uh she started tweeting about him and about how had they have been getting a freak on, basically. You know what I'm saying? And we come to find out that Zion is uh he legit, he a legit freak of the week, for sure. Um like legit. And uh so basically Moray Mills put him on blast, telling the Pelicans they need to trade him. Talking about Zion doing her dirty. Uh all this woo woo. Listen, man, ain't nobody listening to none of that shit. Uh, first of all, it actually kind of like came and went. One nobody really stunned her, paying no attention to her. She just crying out for help, uh, pretty much. But I mean, hey, look, and you know, everybody was like frowning upon Zion and shit. And I was like, yo, 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 yo. Whether it's free or paid for, you don't criticize people. For getting no coochie, man. You just don't do that. That's not where we come from. That's not what we doing. I said this before on prior pods. I think it was uh when we talking about uh email. I say, yo, I don't think nobody should get fired for getting no coochie. That's just what it is. It's what it is. It's if it's if it's not forced, you know what I'm saying? If it's not forced, no, you know? You don't there's no if it's forced, the consequence to that shit. But if it ain't forced, firing people for no coochie, man. And Zion paid for his coochie. He was paying for it. So why, why, why you want to crucify Zion? He paying for his coochie. Like what, what are we talking about? He paying for the coochie. What, you, what are we doing? What are we doing? You can't crucify that man for paying for coochie. He was a pay for it. You know, you go to the gas station, you pay for gas. What you expecting? To get you some gas. You want a full tank? That's all I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, Brody James, man. I'm cross. I'm doing the little cross and shit like he did. That boy, man. Look, <laughs> Brody was working out in July. Um. Had uh, congenital heart defect. I don't know how you said it. Yeah, I don't know how you said it. Basically, congenital, 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 congenital. Hey Siri, Hmm? what is a congenital heart defect? Here's what I found. Okay, I said it right. Can you pronounce congital? I found this on the web. Oh, no. You talking about LaQuinta. Sweet. Congital heart defect is a broad term referring to an abnormity um, of heart structure that is present from birth, which results when the heart or blood vessels near the heart doesn't develop normally before birth. This caused my man to collapse uh, on the floor, uh, basically doing uh, practice. Uh, since then, uh, Bronny has gotten better, has recovered. 
um, is expected to be back on the floor. Uh, I don't remember if it was for the upcoming season or not, or if it would take still take some time after that, but he's expected to play basketball again. So, um, man, very unfortunate, especially for a man, a young man his age. You never want to see anything uh, happen like that to anybody, let alone um, someone that young. So hopefully um, they, the doctors were able to get in there and kind of see what's going on, and hopefully we prevent that in the future. Um, or for anything from uh, serious uh, from happening like that again in the future. So um, glad Bronny is all right. Um, and, you know, you, all you can do is pray in situations like that. So uh, speaking of a man that's praying, well, that was praying at the time being, referee Eric Lewis, uh, who had a burner account on Twitter, um, Twitter pretty much struck again as somebody got to the bottom of the ref, Eric Lewis, having a burner account. Um, and it was talking about basically the burner account was him defending refs decisions or different calls and things like that. Uh, basically jumping on the Santa's cap when people was out there um, on the ref's ass. Um, and he ref the last four finals, man. And he was pulled from the uh, heat and the nuggets uh, per the investigation that Twitter was having, um, not Twitter, the NBA was having about his Twitter account. Um, I would say about a few weeks ago, um, it was put out that he was retiring immediately. And as soon as he retired, the league ended the investigation. Said, all right, we're done. Go with 1,200 games later, but more than 1,200 games, 19 seasons. He was like, hey, yo, I'm out of here. Um, and... The league ended the investigation. You know what that tells me? He did that shit. That was his burner account, 100%. <laughs> and they probably told his ass, yo, listen, my guy, either you retire or we're going to slap your ass with something. You ain't trying to lose no bread, right? You don't want your ref privileges suspended and have that uh, that stain on your career for X amount of games. And just call it one, my brother. You already old. It's been 19 seasons. You don't ref more than 1,200 games. You might as well hang it up, black man. And that is what he did. Uh, Eric Lewis was a fine official, though. Unfortunately, um, social media strikes again and it will get you in trouble these days. A la Zion, the coochie captain, getting in trouble. Um, not in trouble. I mean, once again, don't be crucified. Nobody for no coochie. Get no coochie. But, um, Social media will have you down and out, dog. So just watch what you're doing out here, people. Social media is a whole nother world. Twitter is a whole nother world. A whole nother motherfucking world, for sure. Um, speaking of another world, I think Ben Simmons is living in another world because he said some wild shit in this interview with Mark Spears uh, from ESPN Anscape. Um, he said, I, I love Philly. Uh, obviously the injury and everything that was going on didn't help, but I think it gave me a chance to really appreciate it. He said, I'll always have love for Philly. People ask me like, if I were to get traded again, where would I want to be? I always say just Philly. Philly is a second home to me. And in time you will learn and grow as people. I don't really have anything bad to say about Philly. It was a crazy situation at the end, but it is what it is. What? This nigga's tripping. Then he went on to say, 
For me to come back and dominate people will be great, Simmons said. I don't intend to come back the same player I was last season because that's not even close to where I am. I get excited because I like, I'm like, damn, I was shit on the player I was last year, but I know where I was last. I was the, I know where I was at last year, so it's easy for me to say that. But it's just fun to go and do the thing that you love when you're out there. That's really it for me. I don't really ask for too much. The version I'm at now, I was playing against myself. From, if I was playing against myself from last season, I would kill him. That's how I feel about it. At this point in time when he did this interview, that boy was only playing two on two. He wasn't even playing five on five yet. So he was saying, oh, I killed myself from last year. Well, I, go, I kill everybody. I'm a monster. Nigga, please. 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 Shut up. Uh, now, you know, on off the bench, we don't try to scrutinize. We try not to. All right? Try not to scrutinize people. But damn, Ben, just get your ass on the court and hoop. Stop talking. That's what's wrong with light-skinned people, man. Be talking too much. That's what he doing. He talking too much. Talking way too much. Um, Say he going to play the PG this year. He going to be point guard, which is cool. I ain't got no problem with that. Get out there, be what you was. You can average 16 to 10, dog. 16-9. I'm good with that. On Brooklyn, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Just get out there and hoop. We just want you to hoop. That's all we want you to do. If you say your back is fine, where your confidence at, big dog? Is is the mental block still there? I know that was a big thing. But if your back right, then you're probably good. I I've had back issues before. I don't know exactly what Ben was going through. But I've had back issues with muscle spasms and side nerves and not being able to walk. And that shit is stressful. It takes a toll on you. All I'm saying is, where your confidence at being, sounds like it's high because you're in a different world right now, brother. I don't know what planet you own, but you're living there. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like your confidence high, but just get your ass on the court and hoop. That's all we're saying. Get on the court and hoop. That's what we want to see. We want to see you hoop. That's it. You get out there and hoop, you prove a lot of people wrong. I don't think you'll, Ben Simmons will ever get back to the contract that he is, uh, the money that he's making on that contract. I don't think he'll get back to that level of player. I don't really think he ever was that level, like that that level of player. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if he'll ever get back to that. But I, th- I think he can get, he could get, he may be, hopefully he can get close. I hope he can get close. He's still young, man. You want to see people um, have a long career, especially people with talent. You know what I'm saying? You want to see people with talent have a long career. We've seen Tracy McGrady's. We've seen the Brandon Roy's. Um, you know, uh, even Yao Ming to some extent. I don't think Yao was young and shit, but he, uh, you've seen get shit get stopped early for people. You know, and we hate that from a, a basketball lover perspective. You, see, you hate to see shit get stopped early. For um, anybody um, that's a hooper in the league, you hate to see that. That's not what we want to see as fans. We don't want to see shit get stopped early um, because that's that's real tough. Um, so we'll see about uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to when it, when it comes to Ben. Uh, we'll see where his confidence level is once the season starts. We'll kind of get a good feel for where he's going to fit in with the Nets. Um, I can see him running that point. 
and kind of uh, facilitating the offense. So we shall see. We shall see. That's all I can say. We shall see. Um, one other thing we're going to see about is this damn in-season tournament. Um, so it's official release, man. There's group group play. Uh, the the all thirty teams will randomly drawn into five groups, um, and basically the West there's Group A, which consists of the Grizzlies, Suns, Lakers, Utah, and Portland. Group B is uh Group B in the West, West B. Sorry, that's what's called West B. The Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Rockets, Mavericks. West C is the Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, Spurs, and OKC. Then over in the East, you got East A, 76ers, Cavs, Hawks, Pistons, Pacers. What East B, Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Hornets, Wizards. That's terrible, nigga. Like, if the Bucks don't run the table on that shit. Straight up. And then EC is uh, Boston, the Nets, Toronto, the Magic, and the Bulls. Bulls, terrible. Um, Each team will play uh, four designated group play games, one game against each opponent in each group with two games at home and two games on the road. Um, The results of the drawing in the groups for the end-season tournament are as follows. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Then we got the schedule that's up uh, for each team. Uh, so this is going to be a, a jolly old good time. And I think the championship will be played. Uh, uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. My bad. Group games will be played on tournament nights, which will take place every Tuesday and Friday from November 3rd to 28th, with the exception of Election Day. Uh, only NBA games played on tournament night. Will be group play games. That's it. Um, so before the group plays draw, each team was placed into a pot based on a record from the prior regular season in each conference. Uh, one team from each pot was randomly selected into each of the three groups in that conference. Pot one had teams with the three best prior season records in conference. Pot two had the two had the teams with the fourth through six best prior season records in conference, and so on through pot five. Uh, eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. The teams with the best standing in group play in each of the six groups and one wild card team from each conference. The wild card will be the team from each conference with the best record in group play that finished second in its group. This shit is crazy. <laughs> this shit crazy. Um, and then from what I know, the tournament will be uh will be concluded in December. Yes. The tournament semis and championship game will be held in Las Vegas, Nevada, December 7th and 9th. I'm I'm gonna try to go to one of these games. I'm praying. December 7th and 9th, I could swing that to be in Vegas in the wintertime would be dope as hell. To see one of them games would be dope as hell. Um, I don't know how I feel about this tournament. This shit's confusing. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, I think each player on each team get 
Get some money or something, if I'm not mistaken. Get a milli. I think it's a meal, maybe. What's the prize? I don't know the prize. Let me look up the prize. What's up? What's the prize? Uh, hold on. NBA in-season tournament prize. What is that joint? What that is. Each player on the winning team will take home 500000 Players on the second-place team get 200000 Um, Players on the losing semifinals get 100000 each. And the quarterfinals in 50000 per player. So we talking about some bread. They putting up some bread. So we're going to see 500000 That's a half a mil. Before tax. That ain't bad. I mean... That's probably, that's play money to some of these niggas. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's play money. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see how this goes. I think they're looking for just ways to hype up the season, bring more eyes on it. Um, you know, college basketball is a hit, so you know, they they trying to they trying to put it over. So we're gonna see, man. I'm I'm gonna save my thoughts on the end season tournament. I mean, well, we'll we'll see if it's the next time. I don't know. But I'm gonna save my thoughts. Um yeah, that's it for the East Season Tournament. World Cup, talking USA, basketball, man. Um, listen, first of all, let me let me be completely honest with y'all. All right. Actually, I'm gonna ask y'all a question. Actually, I'm not gonna ask y'all a question. I'll make a statement. Why why are we acting like we ever cared about the World Cup, dog? We ain't never cared about the World Cup. Ever. Ever. Um, ever. Ever, dog. Like, we never cared about the World Cup like that. I don't know why we thinking that, like, you know, we, 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 we gave a fuck about the World Cup. And we put so much emphasis on the fact that um, we put so much emphasis on the fact that, um, we, 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 um, that we care and the fact that we sent, oh, we didn't send the best teams over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about, dog? What are we talking about? Like, let's be real. Let's be cool. Let's be honest. We never cared about the world cup. The USA compa- uh, cares about the Olympics, dog. That's what they care about. That's what they care about. They care about the Olympics. They don't care about the World Cup. We lost this year, Germany, 2019. Uh, Spain won in 2019. I'm trying to think of who won in. Oh, 2019. Then what was it? 2014, 2014 we won, and then 2010. Other than that, we won that bitch five times, 1954, 1986, y'all was born, bless up, 94, 2010, 2014. We ain't won that hell since 2014. Bro, we don't care about the World Cup. We care about the Olympics. That's just what it is. Because we ain't never cared about the World Cup, dog. We ain't never cared about the World Cup. So stop acting like we cared about the World Cup. Everybody in the upward, all y'all didn't see y'all best. We ain't see the best team over there. We supposed to be the USA. We supposed to dominate. And 
we ain't we ain't, we ain't never cared about that shit. Michael Jordan ain't go hooping no damn World Cup dog. He was in the, in the Dream Team in '92. It's just what it is, dog. So we Germany won. They was probably the best team in the tournament. They was hooping their ass off. You know, y'all had Dennis the Menace out here going crazy. Like, he was the man. You thought Dennis the Menace was a league MVP in, in the NBA? Like, he was going nuts. I guess Raptors fans like, damn, we good. We straight. We coming out the East. I'll tell y'all this right now. That's a lie. <laughs> All cap. Straight cap. For real, for real. Quit it. I don't think that Dennis ain't going to get y'all over the hump like that. Um, but look, Anthony Edwards, man, came, showed out. Austin Reeves was hooping. Um, at the end of the day, I just don't think we had enough umph. Um, I think we weren't um, as disciplined on the defensive end as we needed to be, for sure. Especially those last, I think we lost like the last two or three games. Um, and that's when we really had to start playing teams, team teams. Um, these teams in the World Cup and in the Olympics, they hoop together all the time, every summer, pretty much. They have programs for this shit. We just be throwing niggas together, you know what I'm saying, and trying to make it work um, on the fly. Uh, so you you can't really fault team team. You can't really fault us because we don't have the the best team chemistry. That's like going to uh, join in the league. You know what I'm saying? I've been there before. Join the league with just a bunch of different niggas and playing against people that have been hooping together for years. This is a lot of chemistry, dog. That's just not. That's just how the shit works. That's how chemistry works on the court. Um, people know their roles. They know what they're supposed to be. They're not learning roles. They're not trying to fit into a role. Those are legit roles that they that have already been predetermined that these people have played within for years. You know what I'm saying? You got Paulo out there trying to be something that he's not, even though he was playing, he was hooping. Brandon Brandon Ingram is a, a, a fantastic example of a really, really good player trying to fit into a role that he is not used to playing and then just trying to figure it out on the fly and then not succeeding at it, so to speak. End up getting injured, but not succeeding at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jalen Brunson was starting. He was like the leader of the team, but he he was getting outplayed by uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. You know what I'm saying? Tyrese Halliburton had way more playmaking, was able to get people involved, shot the three better, so on and so forth. Same thing with Austin Reeves, more playmaking on the floor when he came in. We didn't have any, any bigs. I talked about, said I was going to make comments about Jaron Jackson Jr. earlier. This nigga sucks. Let me take that back. We don't ridicule on TV. We try not to do that. But this nigga sucks. <laughs> Yo, that man averaged like two rebounds a game, dog. How you that damn tall? Block that many shots and average two rebounds a game. That's sickening, brother. That's sickening. That's sickening. That's sickening. I'm sorry. You you could. I be trying not to ridicule nobody. I be saying I we be stop. I be stopping slander. No rust slander on the pod at all. But I be damned. That nigga suck. At rebounding. There we go. Suck at rebounding. I'm I'm no no no. Jaren Jackson Jr. 
They didn't play Walker Kessler, which I think that if they could have played Walker Kessler a little bit more, I think we would have had we wouldn't have got our ass whooped around on the uh, on the boards and and down low. Like you know, I think that would have been a little bit better for us. But you know, Walker Kessler, young dude, Jaron Jackson's defense player of the year. So we you pick your poison. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get ridiculed or criticized either way. You know, um, could they have played Bobby Portis more? I don't know, but like. Bobby Porter's the answer, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're going to see what the Olympics look like. Brian put the little eyes. You know Brian. Like, oh, yeah, everybody go come to the Olympics. For I'd say, you know. So Brian could purportedly interested in the Olympics. And then here come Kyrie. Here come all these other niggas talking about, oh, yeah, I hope in the Olympics. Brian say, let's go. There's one more chance for glory for the United States. Fuck out of here, man. Whatever. If y'all going to hoop, go hoop. Let's win this gold medal. Bring that shit on home. You know what I'm saying? But like I said before, stop acting like we care about the World Cup. We never have. Never have. Now, once that Olympic shit started going and the Olympics come, you're going to see Mons turn it up. That's why half them niggas did not, was not on USA, Team USA. I don't care what y'all talking about because if any of them niggas wanted to play, they would have had a spot. Period. Bron, Katie, Book, Dame, uh, JT, uh, all them niggas, they would have had a spot. Easy. Easy. No question. We would have never seen uh, Jalen Brunson, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, half of the mugs on it, Bobby Portis, Walker Kessler, Paolo, half them niggas that was on the team wouldn't even be on the team if the superstars wanted to play in the World Cup. Plain and simple, brother. They did not. Let's be honest. Stop fooling ourselves and saying we didn't send the best team. The best niggas didn't want to go. I don't want to go play in the World Cup. And if I was them, I wouldn't either. So it is what it is. The best niggas on other teams didn't want to play in the World Cup. Jokic, Giannis. Who else did play? I forgot who else. But, you know. Were you like the team we sent and then Cat playing, DeAndre Aiden, Luca played, bless his little heart. I think he just trying to stay in shape. But I'm not about to, well, I'm going to go play. I'm going to go play against Dennis Schroeder, nigga. No. No, I'm straight. Y'all can't get that shit done. We'll get it done in the Olympics. That's what happened. That's where we, where we had it. So buckle up, niggas, for next summer. That's all I can tell you. Buckle up for next summer. Um, last but not least, man, and this was not on my agenda for last, but I switched it all around because Dame got traded to Milwaukee. Giannis did an interview with the New York Times. It was published whenever I originally wrote this, the notes out for this pod, which was a long time ago. Not a long time ago. But a few weeks ago. Um, but the two-time MVP said numbers-wise, it don't make sense, adding that the organization still has something to prove before he potentially signs an extension next summer. Next summer, it would make uh, more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know, Antetokounmpo said. Ooh, Antetokounmpo. I've asked, ooh, yo, Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. I killed that shit. Uh, said in the interview, 
I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, I'm not signing. So Giannis say, yo, Bucks, niggas, if y'all ain't committed, then I'm not coming. I'm not staying. I'm not signing no extension. I'm going to go spend this 50K a week to go work out with Hakeem Olajuwon. And if I don't feel like that shit going to get me nowhere in Milwaukee, it's going to get me somewhere, somewhere else. It's going to get me somewhere, somewhere else. So, this definitely sparked some controversy because Giannis about to enter in his third season of a five-year deal, $228 million max, super max extension. Um, I think he's eligible for Oh, no, that he had. His contract includes a player option after 2025 season. The Bucs can offer Antetokounmpo a three-year, $173 million extension as of six days ago. He ain't signing that shit, though. So, to, to yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday, I think um, that's when Dame got traded. So, I wrote all these notes. And I was like, let's talk about Adrian Griffin. First time head coach. He's going to be taking over for Bud. What kind of impact he going to have. People like him around the league. Defensive oriented. So on and so forth. Then I put who's Giannis number two. And then my note said, Drew, Drew, question mark. Is he really that second star? That's what I said. Then I put Chris Mitty signed a $302 million extension over the offseason. But can he be what he was? And is that enough? Rick Lopez resigned, snubbed the Rockets. Two years, 20, uh, two years, uh, 48 mil, snubbed the Rockets. But he older. And once again, is that enough? These are my notes, people. This is what I'm reading. My notes say, talk. Talk staying in a small market of my Milwaukee. The Lakers, Knicks monitoring the situation. How does that look? Okay. Giannis wants to remain the team with the team like Kobe and Dirk. But the feeling of winning a championship trumps that. Giannis, not quote. At the end of the day, being a winner, it's over that goal. Onto Tecumpo told the Times, winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship. Right then and there, the Bucks were faced with a dilemma. Yo, we might lose this boy. It's very possible. We had to do something. I'm leaving him with something. Last year, last time Giannis signed an extension, before he signed an extension, he was talking the same talk. Yo, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to do something. Something got to get done. I ain't signed no motherfucking extension unless, you know, something go down. They got Drew Holiday. Giannis, come out. Yo, I ain't signed no extension unless something go down. Like, I don't care. Don't matter to me. They get dang. And there are two sides to this, people. Let's talk Milwaukee first. Okay? Milwaukee. Giannis said these comments, there is fear of Giannis leaving, of course, when you hear things like that from your superstar. And the GM, I forgot the GM name, don't really know his name, 
forgot. Sorry, my bad. It's bad potting, bad reporting. Okay, uh, bad journalism. I'm I'm not a journalist, but bad potting, bad research. Okay, forgot his name. He did not consult with Giannis before trading Drew Holiday. And some people are like, damn, that's fucked up. His words were, I don't want to put, Woj reported this, BTW. He said he did not want to put Giannis in the situation where he felt like Giannis would feel bad for signing off on it or feel bad for not signing off on it. Say that's not Giannis' job. I decided not to tell him. I won't, it was me and the ownership's job to do that. We traded Drew. The day before Drew got traded, he said, I'm a buck for life. I don't want to play nowhere else. God damn, that hurt. It's a cold world out here, brother. Ask Mark Smart. He know too. Ask Isaiah Thomas. He know too. It's a cold world out here. Cold world. But Drew's gone. They got Dame. How does Giannis feel about this? We don't know just yet. I don't think I've seen anything that has said Giannis is how he feels about it. Okay? So that's that's one side. The other side is the ongoing saga between Dame and the Trailblazers. Dame came out, requested a trade. Finally, big fella. He did not see the Trailblazers going in the right direction. He want to win championships. They look like they want to rebuild. He said, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. That's not what I'm on. I don't want to do that. Came out today that they said that he – the 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 Blazers came to him and said, yo, set out the last 10 games. He was like, cool. I'll set out the last 10 games so we can get a higher draft pick. That's what the Blazers went to him and said. They quoted it as a calf injury. That came out today. Okay? So I'm just trying to put things in chronological order. Dame sits out last 10 games of the season. They get a high draft pick. They get school. He likes school. He said, cool. I'm cool with school. I don't mind school. But I still want to win the championship. We got to pack some of these niggas up, and we got to get them. We got to get other niggas. We got to pack these niggas up and we got to get other niggas. Um, so, what happened? They pretty much, uh, I don't want to say the D word. Nah, fuck it, whatever. This is my pot. They dick, they dick Dame around. Okay? Dick Dame around. And, whoa, what? They dig Dame around, basically. Dame, um, they dig Dame around. Dame had to request a trade. He tell him, yo, I want to go to Miami. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be doing. I want to be on the Miami Heat. What he say, what they say, they start engaging, quote, unquote. Don't think they really were, if we keep it in a buck. Um, they start engaging with, um, with the Miami Heat. Miami is like, okay, like, we're going to send you this, we're going to send you that. Ooh. Portland ain't having it, pretty much. Okay? I told y'all earlier, Portland basically was like, uh, no, we don't want nothing that Miami talk about. We good. We straight. We all right. We don't want none of that shit. And Miami got the feeling that uh, Portland did not want to do business because they asked for Jimmy Butler or Bam um, out of bio. And Miami was like, all right, y'all just done and uninterested. Yeah, I came down to, um, and then we started hearing rumblings like Phoenix would get into the mix a little bit. Toronto was in the mix a little bit. 
The Bulls was talking about getting into the mix a little bit. Uh, Phoenix was trying to be the facilitator. They was like, yo, holler at us. Like, you know, we can make some shit happen. Ooh, ooh, No, nothing, 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 nothing. Meantime, Bucks was in the back end like, yo, holler at us. You know what I'm saying? Dame, when Miami's trade was falling through, Dame was like, yo, fuck it. I'll just come back and hoop. I'd rather be a blazer. If y'all don't want to send me Miami, if Miami, if it ain't working out, then fuck it. I, I'm, I'm a blazer for life. I'm going to come back and hoop. The GM told him, no, ain't no going back. That's cold-blooded right there. He said, ain't no going back. You, you, you made your bed, buddy. It's over with. What they do? They pulled the trigger. Three-team deal. Three-team deal. Port uh, Dame goes to the Bucks uh, to play with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Portland get Drew Holiday, uh, the, uh, DeAndre Aiden, and uh, some nigga name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> and they got Milwaukee's 2029 unprotected first-round draft pick. Um, unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 2028 and 2030. And then the Suns receive uh, Big Nurt, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. As a part of the trade, the Suns actually got a little deeper. They was able to get rid of Aiden, who probably wasn't going to fit with, with Bill, Book, and KD. I mean, got a little depth, got better on the ring with Grayson Allen, got kind of athletic with Keon and Nazir, and got another big man that they didn't have to sacrifice. You know, they got a big man that could probably play with them. Just got expected to do a few things, not really expected to score, so on and so forth. So, whew, it's a mouthful, man. This automatically kind of puts Milwaukee back in the talk of championship team, uh, winning team. Um, we shall see what happens with that and Dame. And, man, I felt like I was going to take a long time to do this pod, but I am very satisfied with where we are ending. <laughs> very satisfied. Um before I get up out of here, man, I want to address an elephant that has been in the room for months on end. Uh, and I have alluded to the fact that uh, my boys will be back. I have said that, you know, hopefully when they come back or when they come back or this and that or this and that and this and that. Um, listen, first and foremost, I will tell everyone this that listens to this pod. I love my guys. All right, to the death. Um, and I have no, nothing bad to say about my boys, never will, never have. And I know they feel the same way about me. So that is that. Nothing happened to where we fell out. Nothing happened to where we got in an argument, a shouting match. We was fighting in the studio, so to speak. None of that shit happened. Everything's good. We're all good. Um, so if anybody that may be asking questions or like, what happened to the boys? Like, your ass ain't funny by yourself or like we don't want to hear just you. Like I get it. I understand, but nothing happened crazy. Um, nothing to that extent. I just think life happens for people and that is okay. That's all right. And when you start things together and life happens and you know, people have to walk away for their reasons. Um, it's, it has to be understood and it has to be respected so I understand that. I respect that those are two young gentlemen that have bright futures ahead of them, and they just need to work. 
they want to work on themselves and they want to work on their future and they want to set themselves up uh, for what's to come for them. And uh, I will never be uh, upset with that or anything. If anything, I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to make sure I'm there for them as, as the old head, I always say on the pod. Um, and that is that concerning the boys. So that is that. Uh, going forward, um, I have come to a conscious decision uh, that uh, this will be it. This will be it. Um, And that's okay, too, because I think that um, when, you know, something comes to an end, uh, you just got to call it what it is. And um, that's just that. So with all due respect, um, we appreciate everybody that was listening to us. Um, I appreciate everybody that was listening to me. And I appreciate everybody that was rocking with us um, all the way up until now. And all I can say is it was a pleasure and it was fun. And uh, season two is over. But season three is right around the corner. And whether or not y'all will be sitting here just listening to me or watching me, I don't know yet if it's just going to be me. I don't know if it's just going to be other people. I don't know if it's going to be people here, people there, me here, me there. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this. Off the bench started, and I'm not ready to call it quits, and I'm not ready to finish it. So, this is season two. We're done. Season three. We'll be back in a few weeks. Media day, I think, is in a few weeks for the NBA. I got to talk about some trades and shit, and all the shit that went down with these new teams before then. I'll make it happen. Other than that, I'm your dog, D. Lou. This is Off the Bench. Now, I'll holler at y'all next episode. Yes, sir. Cause we off the bench, we off the bench OTB back, we gon' do it again Jerseys and Raptors still high off the wind I'm still shooting from places that I never been off the bench Cause we off the bench, OTB back, we gon' do it again Jerseys and Raptors still high off the wind I'm still shooting from places that I never been off the Full bench Full court press, no joke with Jaren Locking niggas up like a motherfucking Karen Lewis, they WJJ be ready Backdoor pass, got like a machete Swish all in the wrist, I just went Sydney Dean right off the bench. Welcome to season two, the big three, JJ, Jaron, and Lou off the bench. <laughs>